Hello, I'm Joe Cabello. And I'm Sasha Feiler. And this is Shut Up, I Love It. <laughs> a podcast where we invite a guest to talk about something that's underrated in the pop culture or life. Today we're talking about something underrated in life with the very special returning guest who is a fabulous lady reporter from Rancho Palo Alto, maybe? I don't know. Palos Somewhere Verdes, in Southern Palos Verdes. <laughs> Somewhere in Southern California. Welcome, Damiana Garcia. Oh, thank you, thank you. Thrilled to be back. And I mean, we just keep bringing you back because you're such a joy, such a joy to have around. Oh, I appreciate such a joy, it. yeah, and and such interesting takes. You really let us see some things in a different light. Uh, we may not always agree on that light, but I think we're at least seeing it. Well, I'd say we never agreed on the light. Agreement hasn't yes. happened yet. I yeah, but we're kind, looking for it. But oh. Yes, we are looking for it. It may. It might happen. It might happen today. It might happen today, Damiano. What are you here to talk about? Well, okay, today I, I wanted to come on because, you know, I am a journalist after all, and, and I need to... Are you still employed? Well, in these times, and I have to preface it that way, in these times, it's unclear. You know, there's been a lot of furloughing. There's been a lot of, you know, people are losing mm. their jobs. Mm. And I was, uh, right prior to all this, I... With my manager at the at the station, local news affiliate in mm-hmm. Rancho Rancho Palos Verdes, <laughs> or Palo Alto, is that or called? Palo Alto, if you prefer, <laughs> wherever it is, wherever it may be, <laughs> in the greater California region of the entire state, mm-hmm. I I I was very heated with my manager at the station, mm-hmm. and and some words were exchanged by me towards him. I'm not surprised because you always get. In arguments with people. You instigate, and I feel like a, a common thing when I talk to you is maybe you uh, setting it up like something was done to you, only for us to find that uh, you instigated. Well, you know, that's a, that, that's a take. That's a take. I, I notice you also, your voice goes high-pitched when you know you are, you maybe, you maybe have to defend yourself at this moment in time. I, you know, I... I am no stranger to being put on the defense. No, str- and, and it's what happens when you're a maverick journalist. I'm sorry, I distracted you from telling us what the topic is. Oh, the, well, well, the topic for today. That's right. We're ta- we're talking about hoarding today, and it's it's, wow. it's come yes. up in these times. You know, quarantine times. And people are hoarding. You go to the store, you can't get essentials because the sh- the shelves are bare. Yeah, people who even didn't find that hoarding tendency in their life before, all of a sudden, you know, found themselves buying a lot of dry foods and toiletries and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I have a suspicion that you may have already dipped your toes into hoarding prior to the quarantine. Well, you know, I've never been a hoarder. And that's something I've prided myself on. And, and, And luckily, unlike many, I haven't been affected by this calamity of things not being available in the store. I haven't been. Day one. Why? Everything's shut down. We're in quarantine, right? Mm-hmm. I go to CVS and I buy up the entire selection of toilet paper. I got all the TP. And it went all... I haven't been without a roll since this started. Not one day. So luckily... That is great for you. So, yeah, knock on wood, 
I have been unharmed, unscathed. H- how much money did you spend just on the toilet paper oh, paper that day? I dropped a good 5K just on TP. <laughs> that sounds like you bought all of the toilet paper that CVS had. All of it. Well, they had a pallet in the back that hadn't been unloaded yet to be brought into the store on, onto the floor. I got that one too. Yeah, it sounds like I think by my calculations, yeah. that's about five hundred packages that of like probably anywhere between six to ten rolls of each package. That's about right. How big is your apartment or house? Where do you where do you oh, reside? Yeah, well, you know, this is like a a, a mid sized condo. It's a one bedroom. It's it's moderate, and I would say, I mean, you can't see it. You know, we're we're doing the Zoom call right now, so we can see each other. We are. You can't see this in frame, but just out of frame, basically from right out of frame to the front door. <laughs> is toilet paper oh. and like oh, there's a hallway wow. there's like a wow. narrow with steps made out of toilet paper so there's sort of there's, it's like a super mario brothers landscape that i have to you know it's very do 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 i'm like mario walking to my to and <laughs> from the front door is it a struggle getting through and buy that all that toilet paper you know it would be it it would be however i you know also kind of in keeping with the in keeping with a Super Mario theme, I did build little tubes, little tunnels, pipes for myself to drop into that take me like a little, there's like a little like tunnel system. That, and you live in an apartment that I imagine you're renting? Uh-huh. Or do you live in a house? That's okay. Right. Are these like, are these things that um, you've had to run that by the landlord? Oh, I don't run it by him. I don't run, oh, that would, oh no. He, I mean, talk about difficult. Talk about unreasonable. Well, in, well, we know we always have problems with land, land, <gasps> land persons. Oh yeah, no, I've since the last time we've talked, I've been through two apartments. <laughs> yeah, I'm on my third apartment in what? In what? What is this? Less than a month. That's and is yeah, it the same situation well. where you don't pay your rent? You just what, yeah, it's the same. Well, well, it's the same situation where I have to deal with some very unpleasant, unreasonable people. Right, and you've had to move the toilet paper too. So not only your all your things, I know you have a lot of tchotchkes and whatnot, but also whole lot of beanie. Probably beans. anywhere between four hundred and fifty to four hundred and seventy rolls of toilet or packages of toilet paper. Oh, yeah, I mean there was one day where I was just driving back and forth because I refused to pay for uh, like a moving van or that's you know uh, you, we have to be economical in these times, right. and I just use my Toyota Tercel, and that's a lot of that's a lot of round trips to get all that TP out yeah i can that's a small car i imagine like you could probably hold only six packages max oh well more maybe eight that's if you're not practical and using all the negative space in the car (laughs) see i use done the foot area near the gas pedal and the brake oh that's fair game yeah that's the one place i wouldn't put it myself well that's maybe why i'm a professional uh journalist for the Rancho Palos Verdes local news affiliate. I certainly don't see the connection between uh, that and journalism, but I do want to clarify and contextualize the hoarding we're talking about because there's seemingly almost three distinct types. Uh One is where you keep everything you have. We see the show Hoarders, where basically the um, newspapers from the last 50 years, plus every like fast food container, that's how their houses look. Yes. We're also talking about uh, pandemic hoarding is, is another type of hoarding where 
when there's a pandemic or a crisis, people go out and buy, you know, 20 dish soaps and, and whatnot, and they intend to use them. And then there's the hoarding where people buy maybe a pallet of toilet paper because they know they can then resell it and price gouge. Right. Which one of these for you specifically are we really um, pinning down or is it all three? Well, you know, I think, you know, I, I you know, Joe, I like that. I like that breakdown. I like that list. I'd say it's a little inaccurate because for me, it wasn't so it wasn't so much a panic. I wouldn't call it panic. I'd call it sheer unmitigated terror. Just shrieking, shrieking anxiety. And by that, I mean, I was shrieking in the store. And I was. And that's about the pandemic? About the pandemic. About there not being enough, uh, enough control top pantyhose, which almost no one wears anymore. No. Like you almost don't um... see that anymore. Are you into pantyhose? Oh, I'm 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 a strict pantyhose wearer. I swear by them. And and w- what is the reason behind it? It's is it I I because I know in Russia, like growing up in Siberia, there was like a pantyhose situation for like older women, uh-huh. but um, I coming to America, I realized nobody wears pantyhose here except for very few people, and I still don't know older why women, they choose certainly. to. Yeah, so older, yeah. I mean, I'm very youthful, very, very young. Both Absolutely. Certainly. We're not saying you're, you're no. older, just That's saying you see that. Yeah, that, yeah. That. That's why I'm more curious why you are into that. Well, you know, I am an old soul. Mm. And by that, I mean, within myself, you know, people get called that. It's a, it's a phrase. Inside, I am like a very cranky 87-year-old woman. Like, very cranky. That tracks. Thank you. And sounds like outside sometimes, too, not just inside. Sometimes out, Sometimes it does manifest. Yeah. Sometimes it does. And that's me speaking my truth. And when this started, the thought that I would be without... Now, I don't even... I barely... You know, the, the funny thing is, I barely even wear control top pantyhose anymore. But the idea of not having them at my disposal, if I were to choose to, was just so <laughs> horrifying. To terrifying. Me. Really yeah. terrifying. Mm-hmm. So it's really more of the, the second type of hoarding that you are just... You're buying a lot of supplies because of some external fear or something where you're, you won't... There won't be any more of it. Right. Is that it? Yeah, and you're not... You're not, like, you're not saving 20-year-old newspapers and things like that? Well, well, well those I keep, too, but that's just because it takes me a while to get through the paper. And I've got a paper uh, from 19... 20 years? Yeah, I've got... Upwards a, of 20 I've years. got a few 87s here. I mean, that even goes back... You know, i got a few and 85s. I, and you didn't read them? Well, I'm going to read them. I'm going to get around to them. Okay. Are you sure? I mean, thank God I'm not a hoarder. I mean, can you imagine if I was... How bad it would be. So you're defending hoarding on this podcast for other people who are hoarders? Or you're defending what you do that's being misconstrued as hoarders? Well, I'd like to set the record straight. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to come on today. So thank you for having me. I wanted... You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Because I I needed a platform to clear the air. Because there's been a lot of... I see. A lot of info out there. Just floating around out there that is inaccurate. (laughs) So based on your Instagram posts, right? Yes. I did based on your yeah in my stories social media yeah you probably saw you saw the TP you saw the newspapers and you saw the Florida wall stacks of control top pantyhose by legs naturally 
Um, and you wondered, everyone did, what's going on there? What's the story? And the truth is, you know, I don't, it, it's not hoarding. Is the tr- It's not hoarding. It's for a rainy day. You know, it's, it's, it's just, just in JIC for a rainy day. I think that most psychologists would say that a hoarder, the, the reason they can justify what they're doing is exactly what you're saying, like having it for a rainy day, or they're, they're afraid that to live in a world where they didn't have their pantyhose, even though that's kind of a ludicrous sentiment. See, so. see that's the interesting thing. And, you know, if, if you've read Baudrillard and the Simulacrum... I'm sorry, what? Oh, 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 just this uh, writer I really enjoy, Baudrillard. Oh, um, B- Baudelaire? Uh, uh, Baudelaire. Oh, he wrote about the simulacrum, about the simulacrum. And he says that you can have a simulacrum that's identical to the reality, but is just a simulation. It's just a simul. It's just a simulacrum. Here's how that applies. It's a long walk. It's a long walk. <laughs> wow. Very intellectual. Yeah, simula- I, didn't, I didn't think the simulacrum would come up in this answer, but yes, please continue. Uh, you know, at, 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 at Rancho Palos Verdes State, when I, when I majored in communications, when Baudrillard came up, oh believe God. me, I was paying attention. And my highlighter, the whole pe- the whole book got highlighted, every page, every word. It's all yellow now. But uh, where I'm going with this is, you would think, one would think, I would be a hoarder. Based on all the evidence, based on all of the available clues, the truth, that, that's the funny thing, is that I'm not. I'm not one. You would think that, but I'm not. You, yeah, see, I think they well, call we, that exceptionalism. Exce- where someone uh, commits the thing but thinks they're the exception that makes it either okay or... That sounds just like Damiana's modus operandi. Well, you know, it, I mean... I, Modem? I, modus? Uh, we I'll, get you. I'll take a... Either way. I'll take a, you know... I've been in known to enjoy a good modus... <laughs> this that and the other but listen damiana what would be a sign that you've transcended into hoarding for you like you other think, than like, everything you've said already <laughs> like you think you are you know thrifty maybe or not thrifty i don't know what is it that you're doing like you just it doesn't what, what, sound like she's being thrifty what? she's in fact spending a lot spending. of money five thousand dollars on toilet paper in one run thrifty. Trifty with your toilet paper, I guess, but not trifty with money. Well, yeah, and thankfully it's not mine. Th- thank God for Instacart. I mean, I mean and for, thank God for GoFundMe. Thank God for GoFundMe. And you know, I got. Right. And the thing is, I at any given time, I've got a few. I've got a few crowdsources going. I've got. Uh, I've got my GoFundMe. I got my Seed and Spark. Uh, I've got my uh, Indiegogo. They're all going. They're all up and running, full speed ahead. All. F- are all cylinders firing because of the documentary I'm making about my process. I, I, that's the other thing I'm making. It's, it's all part of it. So I finance... Well, that sounds interesting for sure, a documentary. I want to talk about that a little bit later. The process oh. of what? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, crowdsourcing, it's the way to go now. This is where it's at. With with independent film production. Yeah, yeah, and that's I love it for especially indie film production, uh, comic books, you know, artistic endeavors like that that the mainstream outlets aren't necessarily gonna do. But it seems like you're equating 
asking people for money for basic living living goods with like asking people for money to make your dream movie that they'll be able to see and share and enjoy well i see don't you think those are different well i see how you're making that mistake i see how you're making that you know committing joe i think damiana is attacking you a little bit well you know and i have to be fair i'm doing a little bit of attacking but it's our job to prod i always like to remind everybody it's it's our job to ask the questions and uh sometimes a question can seem accusatory but it's just i just see you as someone who came on here to defend hoarding and is saying they're not a hoarder yes that immediately (laughs) is a red flag to me um like if you were defending racism and saying, but I'm not a racist, like, why are you defending racism? Right. I feel like you're defending it as some defense mechanism while trying to stay neutral. Well, it's a slippery slope. It's it's definitely that. And thank God. I mean, I'm just glad I have moral superiority on my side. Because if I didn't, I'd be in trouble. I'd be in big. In what way? You know, at least what 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 way do you have moral superiority? Well, just I, I, my moral compass is just so strong and always pointing in the right direction. <laughs> I see, and it cannot be deterred. I, I that, that soft tea. Yeah, I, I have I have nothing weighing on my conscience at any time because I'm always in the right. Can you imagine how good that would feel? Many most can't. Most can't. I can't. Wow, it's a lot. It's a I, you know, I'm I'm dropping a lot on you. It's, it's it's. You have to. I I think you dropped a lot on us, but I, in some ways, felt like you didn't answer anything and didn't really say anything. (laughs) Well, so how about we we move on with this hoarding of? I kind of want to get your take on other people's hoarding. I kind of understand where you're coming from with it. Okay. Uh, The terror of not having pantyhose is certainly. Uh huh. Um understandable to a degree and having all that toilet paper hell yeah if i if i would have known two months ago three months ago i would have bought a shit ton of toilet paper right i mean but so how about we get your opinion on the uh the three different type of people who hoard the people who sell it i actually want to get your opinion on the people who are buying tons of stuff and trying to resell it you know right Right. Well, okay. Well, my, my, oh, the people reselling it. That's a whole, that's a whole thing. But the, there was that guy who was selling the Purell and all the, the hand sanitizers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, what, just on the level of, of, of business acumen, I mean, terrible, terrible, uh, business protocols. I w- could have told him how to do that. I, oh, I so could you have taught him a thing or two. You don't, you think it was their process, <laughs> not their motives that were wrong. Well, it's, you know, it's, don't they go hand in hand? I, I'm a, I'm, I'm a business. I'm a, you know you have to understand. You wear a lot of things, Damiana. Thank you. Thank you. I wear many hats. You sure do. And it might be one of the reasons I'm so confused all the time. But yeah, like your RPMs, your brain are moving faster than the normal humans. I mean, faster than I can keep up with. I basically feel like <laughs> you remember that movie Limitless. Starring Bradley Cooper. Never saw it, but I am aware he takes the pill that makes him uh, sure, unlocks sure, sure. his full Exactly. Mm-hmm. I feel like just naturally, I took that limitless pill. I'm basically Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. But it's... Just, um, yeah, just since the day you were born, since, right? Since the day I was... Since before, probably. I mean, to get metaphysical, mm-hmm. but... And yeah. it's, it's, it's sure. a lot. And we are, because... Baudelaire. I said it best. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot. I'm a lot. I'm a lot. 
Well, we, we, we see that. I hope the audience sees that as well or hears it. But uh, Thank you. So what would your process be? These guys basically, um, they would buy, you know, shipments of yeah. uh, the Purell or whatever, then go resell it at huge prices. And I think for a lot of them, it didn't work out because right. the government seized their stuff. Mm-hmm. So what did they do wrong? What would you do different? Well, first of all, they didn't do it through the dark web. I mean, right there, you have right there, you would have avoided most of the Do you have it installed on your computer, Damiana? Well, I mean, look, I'll say this, and this is all off the record. On the record, I am not, absolutely, I am not on the dark web. That stuff is scary. Stay away from that. It's dangerous. Yeah, I wouldn't even know how to access it, to be honest. Right, but just for jokes and giggles, let's just say you found a Sandy Lady 46 on there. If you found a Sandy Lady 46 on there, and I'm talking out of the side of my mouth. So that your voice is not recognized. So to, to disguise. If it's played back. Yeah, to, I'm not sure how that holds up anywhere. I don't think you need to do it, but go ahead. It's a rhetorical device. If one were to find a Sandy Lady 46 on the dark web, one might find just a pirate's treasure trove of Purell of Charmin of uh, of talc powder cornstarch based and uh, and just a fine array of shampoos from Suave to Garnier Fructis they're all there okay, it used so to be my favorite when I was like 12 years old it's and it still is good. mine it's funny because that still is mine yeah to this day. So I don't, and I don't want to, I want to be sensitive to you talking out of the side of your mouth and all that. So I'm just going to cut it. It's a possibility. We're not saying it's true that you are in fact doing the third category of hoarding of hoarding things to sell them at gouge prices. Well, I never would, but Sandy lady 46. I'm saying may, I'm saying it's possible. Okay. That that's happening. Okay, certainly. A that you're also someone who's hoarding things for their own, uh, you know, panicked desires, and it sounds like you're also the first category of hoarder who keeps newspapers and trash and and things. Well, if it's possible that you're saying you're all three of those things. Well, if anything you just said were true, which uh, I absolutely are not true, absolutely are not, <laughs> then I, I I guess you could say I could fit I fit every single. Part of the definition of a hoarder, yes. But then one of those categories, at least, is morally not it's acceptable by society. So I'm actually surprised knowing that your even, moral compass. I'm surprised right. that we even got that out of you, Damiana. That very like safe, maybe possibly. Well, if we're talking type of uh, admission, I mean, I'm surprised and like proud of you to, that even. You said that. Well, thank you. Well, it's really a testament to the two of you that, you know, I, the tables are turned on me right now, guys. I feel very vulnerable and very exposed. The journalist becomes the interviewee. And that's scary. Is it possible that we're seeing, yeah, like Damiana, maybe not just showing vulnerability, but really changing in front of our eyes? Like a butterfly. Or maybe more like a death's head moth. Uh from Silence of the Lambs. Um, yeah. But something, some transformation is happening. It's definitely happening. How does it feel? 
you know, it's it's liberating. It's scary. It's joyful. It's revelatory. So would you be willing to admit, at least right here, right now, that you are a Category 1 hoarder, someone who keeps old things well past when they should and keeps too many items around? Absolutely not. Absolutely. I, okay, so I don't think as we you were made, nodding your head. Well, I, I think we're feel taking the, steps back. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You'll, you'll never get me on record saying anything remotely resembling that I am a hoarder. Now, off the record, in jokes, j- jokes, giggles, and jest, I would say, um, sure, why not to the to the nth degree? Do you see the distinction I'm making? I, I, I do, and I think it's you uh, desperately grasping to your reality <sighs> as it crumbles beneath your feet. Well, here's the thing. You know, you could say that my reality is it, it, that I've that I've my fragile sense of reality that I've constructed around myself like a house of cards mm. is always on the verge of falling apart and confronting me with the uh, terrifying specter of my own uh, moral bankruptcy and depravity. However, that's exactly how I would describe it. Yes. Yeah, so, but you know, at yeah. the end of the day, I'm just exhausted having to justify mm-hmm. myself and defend myself and explain myself it's exhausting you know and i think yeah. for so many of us right now i think we're all i read my social media we're all exhausted and i am yeah. most perhaps the most of all exhausted having sure you know, and building those Ma- mario tubes that would take a lot I'm, out of me just physically personally. Yeah, yeah that that did seem pretty intense we do need to get to that at a certain point because like the logistics of it i'm completely baffled by um from how much it costs to how what your landlord's gonna think and then just physically does it drill into the floor yeah does it go up or down it's vertical it's 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 vertical and horizontal and um i mean it it basically defies the, the laws of basic physics when when i apply myself to a project i really take it seriously and we've seen that definitely in the in the past with you. So right, you know, I just I take my I concentration it. medication, which is fully prescribed. Adderall. It, it is Adderall. Yes, um, you know, and it it works better crushed, and it gets me on my toes and ready to so go. You snort it. Excuse me. Is it? Are you implying you snort it? Um, that's offensive. I would I would call it um ingesting nasally. Okay, so yes, he's not here. Yes. Call it what you will. I'm not here to police wow. language. So call it what you will. But That's fair. I, I, as a note, reporter, I appreciate that you're not here to police language. You know, I, I, I support free speech. And, and, you know, and I'm just exhausted. I'm exhausted from the five-day bender I just finished on the new wing to my Super, Super Mario tube. It now goes into my neighbor Brianna's <laughs> apartment. I had to tunnel through floors oh no it's it's, and you guys don't get along anyway and we don't get along anyway i mean she's she's a mainstay on my next door complaints and this was my latest act of revenge how how did you Uh, are you on the first floor ground floor i'm uh, no fourth third third floor and she she's on my floor too she's a few doors down but uh but but my tunnel goes to the first floor excuse me 
So you you go horizontally to her, then some other direction. Well, I do take a detour because that would that would be easiest, right? Of course. <laughs> think you know, typical Damiana. I couldn't, you know, I I, I do a little. I, I go down to the first floor. I come back up. I I, I go a little horizontal, and then I make my way there. I, I think what would be helpful, actually, for us to really understand this, let's say right now you, okay. we get off this podcast recording and you want to use the tube. Okay. that's Walk us through what you would do right here. You're sitting at your computer, then you want to go use the tube. Which is, it, ironically, that is that is what I plan to do right after this. So I pull off my... Spy on, on Brianna? I, I have a few uh, re- revenge pranks planned for Brianna after this. <laughs> Revenge I, I'm a okay. prankster. Well, let's not get into those. Well, yeah, I'm a practical like, joker. Legal reason. Yeah, no, I know like, for legal reasons. I probably, I mean, we'll see what you pull out of me. You two, what you two have gotten me to uh, admit to today, I'm, I'm. Uh, let's hope the cops, police officers. I was kidding. Okay, I'm in the clear. That's actually a journalistic technique. At any rate. Really? Yeah, oh yeah, that's a little parody law or something. Yeah, ex- exactly. That, that, that's a little um, some tricks of the trade. Uh, that's a takeaway. So what I do is right, I have so sort the of a, it's, the, it's the just kidding. That's just kidding. Clause. It's the just exactly. It's the it's the J, JKC. <laughs> I have had right, to evoke so. that so many times. <laughs> well, let's not get too off track. I really <laughs> I'm curious about these tubes. Right. So tell us about the. So what, you pause, you, you know, Zoom and. Right. So I, what, what do you do to get in the tube? Right. So we. So so okay. So I'll, I'll walk you through it. How this timeline goes. Okay. We finish our call on Zoom. We finish our call. I lift off the kind of Super Mario Brothers style manhole cover that's covering one of my tunnel tubes. Okay. All of this constructed out of toilet paper. Charmin Ultra Soft. Okay. Down I go. I. The tubes are. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No. There's there's a lot there's a lot of mechanics. Uh, I sometimes I surprise myself. It's not a very solid structure. There's a lot of okay. wobble. There's a lot of and a lot of tearing. It's fine. So okay, down I go. I'm crawling down through my Charmin tunnel. Soon, before long, I'm in the second story uh, apartment unit that right below mine. Uh, and. Uh, Josh, my downstairs neighbor, um, he he sees a, he sees the tunnel rustling and moving. It goes right through his uh, TV den. So he sees that he knows there comes Damiana. She's coming through. Sometimes he whacks me with a, a broomstick as I pass. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like that I do this. For long. I, okay, I was wondering. It's you know, it neighbors. It's apartment living. It's it's it comes with its uh, it comes with its pros and cons. For long, I'm on the first floor. This is the foyer to the building. That's where my tunnel goes. Right into the when you enter the building, the first thing you're going to see is my tunnel. I'm in there. I'm shuffling about. Now it's time to go right back up because the tunnel makes a U, if you can kind of picture that. So I'm down. So now I've got to sort of I've got to sort of work against gravity because now I'm climbing up the tunnel uh, up into the second floor of uh Josh's next door neighbor, uh, Hannah. So now I'm in Hannah's place, and and my tunnel goes right through her bedroom and into her into the bathroom, and I'm in there and I'm shuffling about, and uh, it's gonna take me right into um, the um, Krasovskys. They live. It's a family that lives next to Hannah. Now I'm going right through the parents' bedroom, and I don't know what's going on in there, but often there's a commotion. But I just mind my business because you have to be a good neighbor. And you have to mind yeah. people's privacy. 
And then finally, from there, up I go into Brianna's place. And boy, do I've got I've got some good tricks up me sleeve. So the so purpose... The, are you behind... Yeah, like, are you behind the drywall or where are you physically located? At times. In the building. At times. Mm-hmm. But then I do pass right through the rooms because it, it's very, mm. it's very um, invasive to their space. Oh. It sounds like more like not so much a tunnel yeah. like Super Mario, but like you've broken holes in the ceiling roofs uh, or the ceiling, the floor and walls of your entire structure to give you access to walk through them for no other purpose than to scare Brianna. Because uh-huh. I, I kind of didn't catch much of like a purpose for why other than to access Brianna's apartment. And spy on her, I think, and get collect information about collect her. some intel and in, in which case like the the neighbors don't even seem to need to be involved if you live next to brianna it seems like the straight shot there yeah i mean the truth is i could have avoided a lot of rigmarole if i just cut right through my next door the one neighbor that's in between me and brianna um, yeah yeah kevin if i just gone through kevin's place it, yes it would have kind of disrupted his life but that would have just been one but i like to you know I've never been known not to make a grand entrance. I am a grand diva. So this is sort of my grand entrance to Brianna's place. I get the whole building involved. It's fun. It's fun for you, I'm sure. I feel like you're most the majority of your neighbors don't seem to like it. I would yeah, I think that's fair. I think oh, oh but they, no, they love it. They love it. I mean, every single one of my neighbors hits me with a broom as I pass through. And I take it as sort of a you, Universal sign for love. It's a salute. It's it's loving. Oh yeah. And sounds like because it's coronavirus times, yeah. they're not dealing with it on the more involved level. They're just letting you do your thing until one day they will call the police on you. Or that, you know, yeah, it seems city. more dangerous to stop you than it is just to let you pass. But yeah, we'll, through. We'll, we'll have to reassess. Oh, you, I mean. Once quarantine's over and once we're past the pandemic, we'll have to do a little check-in. Um, but I will... S- but by then, you probably will find a new place to live. Oh, I'll probably be three apartments later by then. Each one with a, its own <laughs> unique tunneling system. Every rent, it seems like you move yeah, up. Yeah, I've barely made it to rent each time. And that's probably why I haven't mm-hmm. paid. It's un- But it's probably unrelated. But I will say this. You, you, know, you know, I mean, a lot of neighborhoods right now, at eight, eight around 8 o'clock... 8 p.m. in a lot of neighborhoods across Los Angeles, across the world, people are cheering for their first responders. For yeah. the frontliners. At 8 o'clock, the cheers resound through the neighborhood, through apartment buildings, across the land, across the sea. It's no different in my building. 8 o'clock, but in my building, it's all for me. And it's because I'm the first responder. They're not going to see when, see anyone else before me coming through their apartment unit and instead of just cheers they're screaming get out of here what the hell are you doing here (laughs) i am amazed at miana the level of your being taken taking it's just everything is a positive and the compliment to you well you know it's 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 just my it's just my worldview it's just my worldview (laughs) sasha i see the world just your baudelaire your baudelaire a little baudelaire a little rambo if you will you know, uh, maybe even a little Verlaine. But here's the thing. Love you. For do you speak French? Uh, un peu, un peu. <laughs> and that's the, all I say. 
That sounded like a, uh, a bike with a squeaky wheel getting pushed. <laughs> well, it's funny how many times I hear that. It's interesting how often that comes up. But yeah, you know, they, they're yelling, please leave. Get out of here. And some expletives I won't say right, I won't repeat right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I don't want this to be too much of a, uh, a shut up, I love it tube systems. You know, I do think <laughs> it is more uh, hoarding is what we want to get back to. Right. So, I mean, right. is this something, is hoarding something you think others should do? Is that, is that kind of what you, you're saying or are you saying it's something that, I, that you enjoy in your life? I would say, okay. And did you really come, did you really come on this podcast to really d- defend hoarding at the end of the day? Or did you just come on this podcast for a little spotlight once well, again? you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. First of all, I in no way, shape, or form condone hoarding. That's hor- That's actually uh, really painful, really hurtful, because what I wanted to do was make cl- clear how what I do, you one might think is hoarding, and yet there's that subtle distinction. It's like, you one would think that, according to all the available evidence at hand, Yes. One, I could see how one would make that, you know, misperceive. So I came here to clear the air and also to condemn hoarders is the other reason I wanted to come on here. And by the way... Okay, so you do condemn them. Excuse me? (laughs) You do condemn them. I... That's your stance? I am morally outraged by them. I am... This seems like to- a totally different person than, like, how the conversation about hoarding started. So I'm very curious. <sighs> yeah, and again... There was a journey, Damiana. What a journey. It's, you know, now, can you see why I'm exhausted? How I have to constantly yes. justify and explain myself? Where it's per- Yeah, because you started the saying that you're coming on to defend hoarding. Oh. And at the end of it, half an hour later, you're saying you are morally revolted by yeah, it. Yeah, you're revolted by hoarding, and you you even, like, I, I would say you kind of admitted to to doing one of the most reviled types of hoarding. Okay, now, if I said the things you say I said at the beginning of this conversation, if I said, and I haven't heard the playback, you know, mm-hmm. so I can't confirm or deny. I need to speak my truth from where I'm at. At this particular moment in time. At this moment in time. And and right now, nothing offends me more than the idea of a hoarder. And... I think I know what happened. Oh, what's that? I think Damiana came onto this podcast to defend hoarding because she suspected that everybody thinks she's a hoarder based on her posts on social media and how people react to her, you know, actions. Right. And then... Maybe Damiana realized that she just should not even call herself a hoarder. Right. Well, she just stepped away from it. Well, as I spoke. And instead did the thing that she does best, which is attack others. Well. Mm-hmm. Deflect. Well, I would call yes. it reporting. Truth. Okay. Report, informing truth. Informing people of the truth is what I would call it i mean you know again it's again i'm not here to police you know others perceptions i mean you should see what people write about me on next door by the way i it's scary stuff and not fair and not right Mm -hmm. but you Mm -hmm. know and again i can only speak my truth and my truth might 
shift and, and sway like the breeze in the trees from moment to moment. It, you know, but I can only speak yeah. from that place. And that's, you know, and I say this with peace and with love and just with, you know, spiritual fortitude that I came on here today to, to clear my record, <laughs> set the record straight, clear the air, and where I am right now, I want to speak out against hoarding. And thank God I don't do that. And thank God, even though everything I do would so minutely resembles that activity, someone might make that mistake to think that, but they'd be wrong yeah. because I've never done that one day in my life. <clears throat> and if well, one fair, were to yeah, visit Sandy Ladies 46 on, on the dark web and you will never be without any resource, <laughs> any essential resource. Great. Well, thank you so much, Damiana. Is there anything you'd like to plug? You know what? Well, for myself, I'd say come visit me on Insta. You know, I'm I'm with the kids with the IG, and I got my sweet grams coming at Damiana Garcia, and you might even see a little uh, guided tour through my Super Mario Brothers TP tunnels system. Oh wow, that would be a treat. And yeah, I think that'll Joe, be what helpful. about you? Uh, you can check out my comic at robotblackbeltchampion.com. It's uh, 34 pages of free fun and awesomeness. And uh, I highly recommend that. I read that, and it's PG-13, or maybe even PG something less than 13. Yeah, I think uh, I think you get away with showing your young kids reading it with them, but it's also like super funny for adults too. True. And uh, check out Robot Chicken Season 10 Part 2 starts airing sometime in summer. I don't know when. Thank you, Damiana Garcia, for coming on to this podcast once again. Oh, it's been a pleasure to be here. Immense pleasure. <laughs> Thank you, Joe, for co-hosting with me. Thank yeah. you, Andrew Hayworth, for music. Thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for artwork. And thank you for listening.